If you would have asked me 10 years ago, where are you going to be? Who are you going to be when you grow up? I wouldn't have said. I'm sitting at Wrigley on a podcast talking about my commercial painting business. Um, but I love, love where I am. I love leading my teams. I love solving problems. I love taking care of our customers. And remembering that we're just a customer service business first is probably the biggest priority to me. And just building everything around that model beyond that. Welcome to the Commercial Painting Podcast. Whether you're a seasoned leader or just getting started with your business, we're here to help you take your organization to the next level. Thanks for joining today's conversation. All right, we're back here for another episode here at Wrigley Field, and we have our guest today is Gretchen from Crown Painting. So I'm going to turn it over to her so she can tell us a little bit about uh, Crown Painting, uh, a little bit more about your company, what you guys do, where you service, where you're located. So go for it. Thanks, David. Thanks, Aaron. This has just been an awesome event here at, at Wrigley Field and um, so inspiring just to be around such amazing, amazing people and uh, an amazing force um, to be able to rely on and, and lean into. So I originally started as an interior designer and grew into general contractor and then from there moved into the, the painting business. So started as a little side hustle uh, with a business partner originally and thought, oh, I'll just continue on. I got my general contractor, I got my paint, my design, and um, started my business as an interior designer, and then uh, moved on to be a general contractor through that. Met my uh, previous business partner, and he was a painter, and wanted to go out on his own, and knew he that he needed a partner. So I partnered with him and started Crown Painting as kind of a side hustle 12 years ago, and it quickly became my main hustle. Yeah. And it over, overtook the rest of it. And you, you're out of uh, Modesto and Reno, right? Yeah, out of Modesto okay. and Reno. So started in the Modesto location 12 years ago mm-hmm. and moved into the Reno market six years ago. What's the Reno market like? What's that? Has that, has that been a, a good good thing? It has yeah. been uh, It's been a wild ride. It's yeah. a little <laughs> bit like the Wild, wild West. <laughs> it's growing uh, by leaps and bounds. I think that we've finally found who we are in that marketplace and found a foothold there and feel very confident in it and like the business that we built. I think we're a little bit different than the rest of the Reno marketplace. I think that's what sets us apart. We operate a little bit differently, and um, and we're really enjoying it. Yeah. What kind of a, what's your niche? Like, what are you trying to, like, what do you go after? Who, who do you service? You know, both markets are really different. So yeah. in the Reno market, we are production home building and multifamily for the most part. Uh, in the Central Valley, we focus on commercial new build, uh, repaint, direct-to-owner facilities, a lot of light industrial through the food service, and then also some healthcare. And then your team size, and tell us a little bit about size and size of crew and and maybe some structure there, who runs the projects, those kind of things. Yeah, so independent crews or overall? Yeah, um, overall. Yeah, so overall we're running about 50 painters in California and 90 in Nevada right now. So again, very different, different markets, different yeah. types of things. Um, because of the production nature of the work, it can be, you know, in Nevada, um, an apartment complex can be up to a crew of 10, 15 oh. in a single one. Um, track homes can be one, one to 10, depending on how many are in that production or how many are in that region at a time. Typically, each of those are run by a single lead foreman in each of those. And then okay. crews break down smaller into that, into yeah. micro crews under that. And then in California... They're all employees, and then did, how, did, how did that work? Do they do you bounce the your crews between the two states, or how does that 
work. We try not to, yeah. but every once in a while it does happen that way. Yeah. We'll have an emergency or just really need an influx. And so, and that's the great thing. We're able to utilize that and really work as one team and move the people around, you know, as need be, or if someone needs support, trying to support each other. So, well, I, you know, I wanted to kind of take this conversation uh, into the direction of like, you're a woman in the commercial painting space. A little weird. A little weird. <laughs> What's that like? But also like, you know, what do you, you know, maybe some tips for other uh, women-owned businesses or people, women that are thinking about it. So yeah. take it from there. I never saw myself as a commercial painter. I never saw myself. You would have asked me 10 years ago, where are you going to be? Or who are you going to be when you grow up? I wouldn't have said. I'm sitting at Wrigley on a podcast talking about my commercial painting business. Um, yeah. But I love, I love where I am. I love leading my teams. I love solving problems. I love taking care of our customers. And remembering that we're just a customer service business first mm -hmm. is probably like the biggest priority to me. And just building everything around that model beyond that. What does it mean to be a woman in this business? I, I just I don't I don't stand on a soapbox. I don't want to stand on a soapbox and say, "Look at me, I'm a woman and I am doing this." Yeah. But at the same time, it's it's hard to not do a little bit of that, or or at least say that, or have some identity through that as well. And um, you know, it is different. And I said it's you know it's a little weird. Maybe it's not weird. It's just not your average, right? It's not yeah. your typical. And I think that's actually kind of a fun party trick. And I've yeah. done that a few times here. Like you know, walk into a room and <laughs> talking to introduce yourself to another contractor, and they look at you and they say, "Yeah, well, where's your husband? Where's your dad? <laughs> mm, not here. Okay, no, no, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, like I'm 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 generation one right. woman-owned painting business. Yeah. And um, you know, I didn't. I didn't get here alone. I I did have a partner that was a man, and we built this together. And you know, we're in the. I'm in this space now. But I think. You know, it whether the partner had been a woman or a man, we did it together, and it was the drive. It wasn't just yeah. because I was there or he was there, right? Yeah. And um, and I think that that's part of being a woman-owned business is identifying strengths, and maybe that is what makes us a little bit different as leaders. Is that. Um, we're not just necessarily the alpha dog out to prove something. I feel like yeah. we are watching our people, taking care of our people, identifying needs in our people. And I know for me specifically, there are situations where being the woman forward isn't going to work the best for me. So I have to rely on my team. I'll funnel the message through my team. I'll, I'll figure out the best delivery method, and it may not be through me. There are other times when I have to push forward and, and, and be that woman and, and yell and strike and punch and yeah. <laughs> whatever it might be. And I don't tend to do that as much as I did in my early career. I mean, in my early career, there was a lot of that, maybe because I just didn't know any better. I wasn't confident enough in myself, but I felt like I had to push my way through and, and be that voice and, and show my strength. And now I just kind of stand back and Someone wants to think that, someone wants to do that, let them do it, I'll find another way. Or I just won't work with them anymore. And so right. I found like a really great network of, of trade partners and customers that understand the dynamic that, that I bring as a leader and that my teams bring you know, under me. And they trust in that and I trust in them. And so I choose to try and stay in that space. Good. Have you had a, do you have any like certifications or you know they have these like women owned business or do you have any of that? And does it help? Yeah, I actually don't. Kind of been in front of me. I haven't seen a need for them personally. Yeah. I think it's one of those things that it's still important to do. And I, I do want, that's one of my goals in this next year to get it done. Yeah. Because like all things, right? Like it's not 
a bad thing to have one more thing yeah, under your belt. Like yeah, yeah, my yeah. customer base hasn't relied on that. I haven't had to need it, but at some point I very well may, or it might be a better opportunity for yeah. me. And so I do plan to do that in the next year. Well, do you have any advice for other women in the industry or maybe those who are considering it? Yeah. What'd you I tell them? I think is um, put your big girl panties on and just do it. <laughs> yeah. I uh, say that, but um, <laughs> <laughs> like it, you just can't be scared, right? Nobody, nobody in the room necessarily knows more than you or is better than you. You just have to have the confidence in yourself and the guts to do it. And half of it is just that. And for me, I'm like, okay, let's go. And I'll figure it out on the back end. And, you know, I may fall, but I'll pick myself up and move on. Right. Just do it again. Figure it out. And I'll get punched, but you get back in the ring and you just keep fighting. Right. Yeah. You're... Your husband has a pretty good job, though, too. Like, he's busy, too, right? Both of you are. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah like, he's it's got not, his like, own You know, because you think about the one thing that's always interesting to me in these scenarios is, like, I couldn't be me without my wife, right? Like, because she handles a lot of stuff that I just can't do on the home front. Yeah. And, and that's just the way our family is structured, you know? And I think most traditionally, a lot of families are like that. And, I mean, lots of women are in the workforce, of course, but, like, to have a run of couple hundred people and you know i mean this is that's a big responsibility so yeah. how do you go about the balance piece it's um, hard yeah it's right? hard like, and i couldn't and moms be wear that right yeah. like moms have that kind of guilty conscience that's just innate right okay. yeah so like, actually i should find it i actually want to find a quote before we're done but um and i couldn't be me without my husband i couldn't i couldn't do what i do without him he is an amazing support system and yes he does have his own very successful career but I'm lucky to have a, a partner in life. And um, of course I bounce things off of him. Like he, he lives the business at home with me. How can he not, yeah. right? But he's not in there engaging day to day and running the operations. And we just, we just try and find the balance. And sometimes the balance is good and sometimes it's <laughs> way off kilter. Yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, today's his birthday and it took me about 30 minutes and talking to him for five minutes before he reminded me this morning because I was so engaged in everything here. And I'm like, wife, dad. Yeah. fail Wife, <laughs> fail like yeah. i've got to make up for that one so i mean yeah. there's there's good there's bad there's highs there's lows you know i'm i'm here saying look at me my business is up on wrigley like i'm awesome this is you awesome <laughs> oh wait you didn't say happy birthday to your husband first thing this morning like that's a fail that's a yeah. you know that's a fail in marriage and so that happens right i did that with my dad yesterday it was his birthday and i'm talking to him and then my mom reminds me it's, it is his birthday today Oh shoot! Here I'm talking about Wrigley Field. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, once you get to be a certain age, you don't really want to remember birthdays too much. He anyway. was pretty excited. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That was his birthday present, I thought. Yeah. yeah. So I think Aaron Post came to mind that a friend of mine shared on social media when you're talking about just trying to balance it all and being a woman in business and trying to be a wife and a mother and all the things. And so oh, it's funny because I have a cup. I have a core group of women awesome entrepreneurial business owners. And so that might be one key thing I'd say is surround yourself by amazing people that are championing for you, supporting you, loving you. And when you fall, they're going to pick you up. Or when it's hard, they're going to understand and they're just going to be there. And I am so blessed to have four women really in my life that just are there for me all the time and they get it. And so I, sh I found this the other day and I shared it with them and it was impactful for all of us. There's an entire generation of women who are drowning because they're raised with traditional gender roles while being empowered to be independent. 
These women still take the majority of the house duties while simultaneously killing it in the workplace. They're tired. Well, yep, that's so, true. Yeah. I, you know, from my perspective, I have seen a lot more women come into the uh, painting field, you know, like not only uh, management level, but right there in the field painting. And, and yeah. uh, from everything I'm hearing from a lot of my clients, we need more of them, you yeah. know, because they're uh, very talented. A lot of them have artistic backgrounds too, you know, and so they actually like the trade. They like, and so, but also all the way up to the management or owning a business. Uh, we're in, and I'm seeing a lot. I've been encouraging guys to look at women as estimators too, and going out in business development, all that. I mean, you you do some business development yourself too. Yeah. I mean, you have to, but I mean, I think not? it's a great point though in the trade. It's really interesting because in our Nevada Reno marketplace, I've got 20 women on staff there, and they are fantastic painters. They are detail oriented they are they're the ones that we want to do as the touch-up crew right they're right. the ones that want to come in on the back end and just make sure that it's right yeah. um, and I've seen some of them really have some success I've got some longer term employees there I'll go do job walks and they'll ask me where specific people are because they enjoy having them there the project managers want them on yeah. their job site because they know that they're going to get it done and it's very different in each marketplace I don't I don't have a single one in California and nobody even walks in the door and it's, you know, it's, it's a great, it's a great trade. It's a, you can make a good living. You can do a lot of really good things. And there's a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of places to go yeah. beyond just the field work. Right. So at the beginning of the podcast, you said that when you go to job sites and things that, you know, some of these guys say, Hey, where's your husband? Where's your father? What's a good way to, how do you respond to that? I just say, <laughs> you're looking at, nope, just me. Like yeah. it's me. Get yeah. The punches. Yeah. 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 But you know, it's me. But I'm just there. I'm the face. I don't. Yeah. I don't do it. My team does it. And yeah. if I didn't You're have an amazing that. team behind me, none of it would yeah. get done. So. So culture. You have a good, strong culture too, and you're building that out. I try. So, yeah. I try. You got. It's a lot of work, but we try. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I guess as we before we wrap, um, we just wanted to kind of. Uh, it's always good to get a little bit of feedback from the on your experience with the association. You know, like I think you found it. Gina had introduced me to you, and so that's kind of how. Uh, that's how you came by it. But um, I think your first event was in Colorado Springs. And so how have you been liking it? And what did you think of this event? You know, just trying to kind of gauge that. I am so happy I found the CPIA and um, just blessed that I was led to all of you. And um, I, you know, believed in it early, got into my group and then brought in someone from my team to be in a leadership development group we both went to Colorado and were blown away by that experience and knew that we had to be here in Chicago and that it was valuable time for me and for my company uh, to invest in. And I'll never forget, um, after the first day in Colorado, I called my husband and he's like, how's it going? What do you think? And I said, I found my people. That's this sweet. is where I'm supposed yeah. to be. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, no. Great. And we're glad to have you. Yeah. <laughs> so. So to wrap up, too, um, how can people get a hold of you if they have any questions? Maybe some of the women listening to this. Uh, you can obviously share it when we're done, but... And let's get some more women in the industry and how can they get a hold of you if they have any questions? Yeah, I'd love yeah. I'd love for people to reach out yeah. and however I can help. So through my website, email Gretchen at crownpaintinginc.com and if I can support anybody and, and help somebody, I'd, you know, I'd love to do it. Wonderful. Great. Thanks, Gretchen. Well, that brings us to the end of another episode of the Commercial Painting Podcast. Thanks for tuning in and for being a part of this conversation. 
If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and consider sharing this episode with somebody who might also enjoy it. We want to hear from you. If you have thoughts, questions, or even suggestions for future topics and guests, please reach out and let us know. You can find us at commercialpaintingpodcast.com or find our contact information in the show notes for this episode. Well, that's a wrap on this episode. Take care and be sure to tune in next time to the Commercial Painting Podcast.